Hello, good people. This is LaCole Rose. Thank you for joining us on Fret Sisters Presents Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play stringed instruments meet and discuss all things music. I am so stoked about today's guest on our podcast. We have Jackie Benson on our podcast today. She How is you an- doing? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she is an Austin, Texas native, a singer, songwriter, and all around just dope guitarist. I remember hearing a song called Rolling On a couple of years ago, and I was just determined to find out who that who was linked to that amazing tone. And of course, it led me to you, and I've been a supporter ever since. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So how are you doing today, first of all? Doing really good. I just got done running some errands. I had to do some deposits and drop off some rentals. I rented some equipment and yeah, so I've just been driving around town, but now I'm uh, I'm done. So tomorrow <laughs> I gotta go return some stuff to the Amazon store. Oh but wow, that's, that's tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds like you're outside here, birds chirping. Yeah. Oh yeah, I am outside, and um, <laughs> it's because it's a really nice day outside, and I really wanted to be outside. So oh, hopefully it's not awesome. too windy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's it's great. It's great. Good ambiance. Good ambiance. Sweet ambiance. So we're just going to start at the very beginning. And what is your earliest memory of music? And did you grow up in a musical family? Yeah, my earliest memory of music is I'm going to take a wild guess, and it's actually not that wild. It's probably just seeing my dad play with his band. Oh wow! Did he play guitar as well? No, he played bass and he sang and he led a band called uh, Blue Mist. Oh, and also awesome. another band, his current band right now is Vincent and Friends. Oh, so he's still out playing. Oh, heck yeah. I just got oh. him a gig at this hotel that I used to work at. because He told me he thought it was really nice and wanted to play there. So I hooked him up with the lady who books it and I just got him a gig today. I felt pretty cool oh. about that because he got me my first gig when I came back to town. So. Oh, that's daughter bonus points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <got him> a gig. <laughs> yeah. That well, he is. got me a gig and I, and he told me that he really liked that gig that I was playing. And I was like, well, I could probably get you that gig. So it's cool that it's like come around to where I can help him out too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So was guitar your first instrument? No, I started playing the piano at age eight. Eight? Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. So did you just start tinkling around the keys or did you know, was your dad or mother that pushed that on you at all or? Well, my mom signed me up for it, and she told me it was like, no pressure, just try it for six months, and if I hated it, I could quit. And so I tried it for six months, and then I hated it, and I quit. (laughs) And then I met another teacher who was just a better teacher than the first teacher I had, and I stuck with him for like 12 years. I picked it back up like maybe a year after that six months, and uh, and I picked it up again, and he, he was my only private lesson teacher for the next 12 years. Oh, wow. That yeah. is awesome. That is awesome. So what made you get, pick up the guitar from piano after all that time? Well, I went to college for piano and I didn't like, uh, I, I guess I just lost my passion for it. I didn't like how the songs sounded that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Like I wrote songs on the piano since I was 16. I was writing songs and lyrics. And um, I even had a demo in high school that I handed out to my friends like in the hallways. <laughs> I'm serious. Some people still have it. I'm like, burn, burn that. Oh, keep it. Collect this item. Collect this like, item. <laughs> no, because it's all my piano music and it doesn't sound very good. I hated the music that I wrote on the piano. It was always like ballady and theatrical. And there's nothing uh, wrong with that kind of music. That's just not the kind of music I wanted to be known for. I wanted to be known for the kind of stuff that my dad was playing that like got people 
wanting to dance, not like the kind of stuff that you had to like throw an entire musical theater production around. <laughs> and that's the only way you can perform it live because otherwise like what venue do you go and perform show tunes? Like there's probably only one in every city if that. So I just didn't oh. see any any future for my songs on the piano. I didn't see anything. Um, and and so I got really discouraged and I stopped playing the piano in college because I just didn't like where it was going and I didn't want to do it anymore. And then I decided if I didn't like how my song sounded on the piano, what would happen if I started writing songs on a different instrument? And that's what made me want to uh, pick up the guitar. Oh, wow. So you did go to the college, Berkeley College of Music, right? On the piano. On the piano. So just out, just in the middle of that, oh, I'm done with this. Let me get guitar. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I wish it was that cheerful. It, it was kind of depressing. I, I used to love the piano. I was absolutely obsessed with it the same way I'm obsessed with the guitar. And it was the only thing I thought about and the only thing I wanted to do for most of my childhood and most of my life. Um, at this point, actually, most of my life, because it was, I didn't stop playing until I was like 20. So oh, wow. for like two thirds of my life, um, all I wanted to do was play the piano. And I just remember being in the kitchen and nobody was home and I'd just be practicing. And it was, it was just so nice, I was just in my own world, just learning songs, learning classical songs. And that was a really great time. But uh, it's just, I, it didn't serve me anymore. Once I, once I was like getting to the age where I was gonna need to get a job, mm -hmm. I didn't wanna have to do something that wasn't music related. And I didn't know how to turn concert classical piano into a, a career. So yeah. I just got really depressed because I just felt like I lost my love, you know. Do you do you did you pick it back up recently? Do you still like play or get a tune in your head and just have to play it on piano? I every now and then to figure out some chords that I don't know how to play on the guitar because um, I know how to play every single chord on the piano. So um, and, and like by name, you can tell me like, hey, play this chord and I'll just be able to play it for you. You can't I can't do that on the guitar yet. I'm, st I'm actually working on that this year, working on my voicings. I'm not very good at chord voicings on the guitar at this time. And um, uh, after this year, that is going to be different. In 2020, I'm going to be really good at chord voicings. Um, you couldn't tell me. I, I wouldn't know. Well, I'm going to start working <laughs> you sound on it right amazing now. to me. It's a very nuancey <laughs> thing, but it's, um, I want to write different types of songs on the guitar than what I've been writing. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I change the type of chords that I play. And the yes. only way I can change is if I learn how to play the chords in different ways. So, so are you, are you diving into this yourself or are you getting a teacher or a tutor? I heard about this book. I can't remember what it was called, but I'm asking my friend. And as soon as he tells me the title of the book, I'm going to order the book. And then I'm going to start using the book for a while. And if the book answers all my questions and gives me what I need, then that's where I'm going to stop. If the book does not, then I'm going to seek further help. Hey, but I'm going to start with I the totally, book. <laughs> I totally understand. So you went to Berkeley for piano, then segued into the guitar. Yes. So did you do any gigs or anything with the piano before you moved to guitar? Yeah. Was your first action? Okay. Oh yeah, I did the talent show when I was 16 and 17. I did this like event called Mr. Warrior at my high school. I just played and sang the sang and played the piano. And uh, then in college, do open mics. Um, and I, I really did try and I didn't just like write one song on the piano and decide that I hated it. Mm -hmm. uh, 
um, I just I wrote several songs on the piano and I and I gave them to people and people would listen to them and I would ask them what they thought and they would they just weren't really into it they were never you can just tell when someone's just being nice you know mm-hmm yes I just like it wasn't the stuff that people my age like to listen to I didn't like that and um, I just knew after like the tenth song that I tried to write and sing on the piano I just knew that that wasn't the sound I wanted I wanted like something really like electric like lightning in a bottle yes like I wanted something like I... intense that makes you like like some music isn't meant to do that and that's the purpose of that music that that kind of music is supposed to like calm you or maybe make you reflect or something like that and that was kind of like mm-hmm. the music I was writing on the piano and I didn't want that kind of music even though that kind of music has a place and a purpose I didn't want it I wanted something that people would like dance to and that I would dance to and we could all like jump <laughs> yeah. to and everybody would like sing along <laughs> like I wanted I wanted to write like party music but not dance club music just wanted I wanted to do rock you know oh wow and it's like how how can you do rock on the piano you can do it on a synthesizer I don't know how you could do it on a piano <laughs> so influences did you have buddy guy oh uh, nice. oh yeah <laughs> buddy guy for blues but Jeff Beck for everything else Jeff Beck's unbelievable I and, just recently uh, got into Jeff Beck, actually. <laughs> he's, he's unreal. Seriously. Yeah. He's really good. And then also Eric Gales. Eric Gales is... He's... he's yeah, he's... He's, like, he's not from this earth. <laughs> yeah, he's like the best guitar player in the world, probably. You know, when Eric, they asked Eric Clapton, hey, Eric, how's it feel to be the best guitar player in the world? And he said, I don't know, ask Prince. Yes. See, if somebody asked me that question, I'd say, I don't know, ask Eric Gales. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, my goodness. That's what goodness. I would say. <laughs> yeah, there's no denying that. That can't be denied. Sorry, it's my dog. Oh, that's fine. That is not a problem. <laughs> he's having a good day, and whenever he's having a good day, he gets very vocal about it, and he lets out this squeaky bark. <laughs> oh, what kind like, of dog is it? He's a corgi. He actually has a really deep bark, but whenever he's, like, outside and enjoying himself, he just, like, sounds off this squeaky bark. <laughs> it's actually pretty cute, but not when it I'm is. on the phone. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not a problem. Yeah. So... People want to know about your what was your first guitar? The first one you actually gigged on, played with, and just sat down and worked out chords on. Oh man, Fender Strat. I've been a Fender Strat chick forever, and Fender Strat is pretty much the only guitar I like to hold. However, I'm down for custom guitars, but they would need to be uh, reminiscent of a Fender Strat. Like, I like how they look, I like how they feel, I like the weight, I like the length of the neck. I like the weight of the body versus the weight of the neck. That's what I don't like about Gibsons. The neck is heavy. Yes. And you take your hand off of the guitar and it like dies. Tips over. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't always have my hands on the guitar. Sometimes I want to express myself in other ways with my hands besides playing the guitar, but I still want the guitar on my body. So then what do I do? You know? Exactly. So I'm exactly. not really a fan of those. And um, then the, the SGs are, are all right, but the, ne- the neck's too short. So the SG, I like that the body is heavy and the neck's not so heavy, but then the neck is like, it's like a Fender Mustang neck or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all the frets are teeny, 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 tiny. And then I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to play like literally in the key of A on the fifth fret above the 12th fret, you know, like on the, <laughs> exactly. on the 17th fret. Like I want to do licks on the 17th fret. Not allowed. How do, I do, how do I do that on a tiny fret? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, 
fender strats are just the only way to go for me plus they're like really loud and there's a bunch of different pickup options you can get so you can make it sound like anything yeah as i and mentioned your tone is superb how long did how long did it take you to like hone that in oh man a lot of it is that is that specific strat that i play but a lot of it is also um i changed my hand position about three years into playing the guitar it took me a year to undo the position my hand was in and redo it as this new hand position and it's it's closer to a jazz hand position mm-hmm. and um so i'm able to bend the notes and do a vibrato in a very specific way and i think that um i think that has a lot to do with it as well oh definitely so could you tell the people and tell me us a little bit about your writing process what comes first the lyrics the music or does it is it interchangeable yeah most like 75 percent of the time it's usually like either a beat or a chord progression or both. Like I come up with a beat and then as soon as I come up with a beat, some kind of chords start ringing out in my head and then I come up with chords and then I loop that or sample it and just let it run. And then I'll just play solos over it until a melody jumps out. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, what was the first song that you remember writing? Did you release that song on guitar? I wrote this song called Oh Na Na. That was the first song I ever wrote on the guitar. And it was on my very first EP, but I took that EP down because I rewrote a lot of that music and re-recorded it. So only are you like five people it? have heard it. Yes, I am going to re-release it. Some of the songs are coming back out on the album coming up. I like completely rewrote them, just like maybe kept a chorus but changed everything else, and and they're just better now because I'm I'm better now. I'm a better player also than I was, you know, like literally six years ago. (laughs) Six years ago, I was still composing my guitar solos because I didn't have the scales under my fingers well enough to be able to come up with stuff on the spot. So like, so I took all those recordings down because it's just not, it's just not who I am anymore. And so- You don't want to be represented like that anymore. Yeah, and also those songs have a bigger potential. You know, back in those days, all of my songs were the same form. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, chorus out literally right. all the songs on the cd were that exact form there's there always was a guitar solo and you know the older i've gotten i'm like you know this not every song is served by a guitar solo you know what i mean like it doesn't always serve the song to put a guitar solo in there and um it doesn't always serve the song to have to have a really long guitar solo in there either like sometimes the guitar solo needs to be like a hook melody over four bars just to break it up you know like i just like have learned to write and serve the song not not me or my ego or my brand or my image or whatever it's like no serve the song if the song needs to be a slow classical ballad then that's what it needs to be and that's what it should be the song needs to be a reggae so be it it needs to be rock cool does it need to be jazz i don't know let's find out what does these chords suggest you know (laughs) you got to serve the song i agree i agree so speaking of that your new single joy which is Awesome. How did that come about? Is this an old song that you revamped or is it something totally new? It's a uh, chords from an old song, um, but then everything else is totally new. So I took the chords from one of my first songs I ever wrote when I was 16. And um, I used that chord progression, but I put a different melody and lyrics and beat to it. Oh, so. awesome. Awesome. So I could still theoretically use that old song that I that I drew from, but I, I don't. I don't think there's anything to use in the old song except for the chords. I went back and I listened to it and the melody's not very strong and the lyrics aren't either. And the meter's kind of weird. Something to latch onto. So I don't really even think that song is useful to me. So I just scrapped it 
for parts. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Take from old, bring it up to date, make it new. It's never, yep. it's always a good thing. You know, like, you know, like, say you say you had a car that you really loved dearly, but you had to get a new car. Maybe you took the, the stick shift cover off and put the stick shift cover on the new car. So you had a little piece of the old car with the new car, you know? Yeah, sentimental makes it more valuable to you that way. That's kind of like what I did with this song. I just took one little piece of it and I turned it into something else. Okay, so you have a new album coming out. Is it still, it's called Joy as well, correct? Yes, that's the title. The title track is the album name, yeah. Okay, that's coming out next Friday, April 5th? Yes, yep. So did you write all of the music? Did you have any collaborations or anything? I did work with producers on this one. I wrote all the music, but I did work with a couple of, of like three different, four different producers. It depends on the track, because some of the tracks were originally singles. So I didn't work with just one producer on this one because I went in with a few singles already recorded. But yeah, I worked with some producers and they 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 took the songs to to another level. You know, I, I came in with the song, the lyrics, the chords and, and some ideas, and then they kind of like turned it into what it is. So. The, my last projects were completely produced by me. The, these ones um, are co-produced. And oh, I, I think that was a good call because it's like two heads are better than one. Oh, wow. I didn't know you produced all of your other EPs. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. All right, Actually, so no, the Transcends EP was produced by Michael Ramos. That was my oh. first experience um, working with a producer. And that was my first time realizing the perks of taking a completely written song to somebody who has no emotional attachment to it and then getting them to give their experience and ideas to turn it into its own thing. I, I really love doing that and I'm gonna be doing that from now on for sure. Okay. Is there a song on this uh, new album coming out, Joy, that you can just cannot wait to perform? Do you know it's gonna get the crowd hype and get, get into the experience with you? Uh, yeah, probably, uh, there's a few, but probably Next Life. Next Life. Above all of them, but, but there's, there's a there's a few. Some people really like witchcraft, so there's that. Yes, one. I'm one. Of and then people. some people really like "Only Have You," the first track. Some people really love that song. So it depends. Awesome. I I think that they're all kind of like in a similar uh, vibe, and so I think that like if I just get the trans, if I nail the transitions live, it'll just be like one musical, you know, joyride. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So are you taking this on the road? Are you going on tour with this album anytime soon? Yes, I am going on a huge tour. I just announced it on a Monday, I think. And um, I'm going to be going all over Southeast America. And um, I'm going to go the West Coast and up to Alaska. And then in September, I'm going to make it to like, like Ohio and Pittsburgh and stuff and then go over to the East Coast. And then um, in july i'm gonna go to the midwest as well like minnesota and i'm going all over the place like probably within five hours of just like everybody except for people in colorado and utah those are the only places i'm not going in florida oh please say you're coming to atlanta please oh hell yeah i'm coming to atlanta i'm playing (laughs) this old bar on july 11th at at, uh, i think the show starts at nine because tickets are on sale already and you can get a table like for four people for 100 bucks so i get a building that is amazing So yeah, help me help me get the word out about that if you could. Uh, Mr. Hey, we'll post it. Do you have a flyer? We'll definitely post oh, it on man. our Wet Sisters site. Yeah, you know what? I'll email you. What I'll do is I'll just email you a bunch of stuff. Awesome. We'll definitely promote That's you sweet. for sure. And then we can party. We can party. <laughs> for sure. Nice. 
So now that you're going on tour, you've actually, because you've always wanted to do music as, since you were young, correct? So actually living this yes. dream, is it everything you thought it would be? Or is it more, is it more difficult, more challenges, more, how is it, what is it like? It's, uh, it's, it's just as much as I thought it would be minus the social media. I never expected that. Like the touring is in the shows and the reception and all those, all those things are like, you know, like dreams come true, right? But, yeah. the, but the social media and the upkeep of social media has become kind of a huge like uh, downer for me. Not because people are mean on the internet and not because I don't like co- connecting with my fans. I do like connecting with my fans. It's just the volume. It's another now, job. It's like, before I know it, I've spent three hours on Facebook and I haven't even touched a guitar. And that makes me so sad. And then also it's like, it makes me like doubt myself because I'll see somebody else do, doing something and you know, like it's really hard not to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just become kind of a source of depression for me. So I'm gonna have to hire somebody to do it for me or else I'm just gonna, I'm just not gonna be able to do it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah. think. Yeah, I understand. So that's I the only thing I didn't, I don't, I don't, that's the only thing I didn't see coming when I was younger. Is there a way that you can like take a break from it? I mean, I'm sure you can't now, especially with the tour and everything coming out. Can you like dedicate an hour and just like you're done for today? So you won't have to keep seeing it, replaying everything? No, because if I if I spend one hour on it, I'm gonna end up floating to it. So, like that means I have to have it on my phone. And if yeah. it's on my phone, you know, then I'm just always on it without even wanting to be because my yeah. thumb like literally <laughs> exactly. automatically just presses. You know what I mean, man. Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah. As, there's no such thing as spending one hour on Facebook, and that's just for like the average person. That's yeah. not for somebody. Like, imagine what it is for somebody who like literally gets like a hundred messages a day. And I know that it's like really cool that like all these people are finding out about me and discovering me. But like, I'm only one person, so like, checking a hundred messages a day, and you don't ever know what they're gonna say. They're not always nice. Yeah. And like, some of them are weird. Some of them are creepy. You yeah. know. And then, and then you're seeing all this other stuff. It's not just checking messages, you know? I'm also seeing all this other stuff that people are posting. Hey, you sound like this chick. It's like, that. Uh. Oh, so thanks. Then here right. I am compare, <laughs> comparing myself to somebody. It's just, it's a flood. It's know? a cycle. It's definitely a cycle. It's just a flood of information that is clouding and like noisying my brain. And I can't, I can't, sometimes I lose why I'm doing this in the first place in that noise. You know what I mean? And like, before I know it, I'm not practicing guitar. I'm not, I'm not doing the music stuff. I'm not finding new melodies. I'm not doing any of that because I've just been checking Facebook for the last two hours. Well, so we definitely gonna be positive that you find someone to help you because we do definitely yeah. do not need distracted from the music. We definitely do not yeah. need that. <laughs> I'm gonna find somebody to help me. I'm still gonna be interacting with people in the JV squad mm-hmm. because those are people who like, especially choose to follow me, so. And that's one of the perks of being in the JV squad. But when it comes to everything else, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to hire somebody. And fortunately, I think I found somebody to hire. So that's a, well. Tell the people what the get better. sorry. Tell the people the JV squad is who may not know. Oh, JV squad is my Facebook group. It's not my Facebook page. It is a group created by my Facebook page, and uh, you have to join it. You have to request to join it, and you'll get like exclusive updates. And eventually, I'm gonna only go live to the squad because uh i don't know it's oh just... no no more thursday night jams for us eventually well you, you can have a thursday night jam if you're in the squad <laughs> Definitely. you know what i'm saying i'm just trying to drive people who actually want to listen 
and not just like you know all the all the all the noise promoters and all the everything yeah like i just want to i want to zero in on the people who really care because i care about people who care yes you know what i'm saying and like i don't want i don't want it to be to be lost in the in the ether i would rather it go to people who really want to see it yeah and so um but i do want more people to join the jv squad so eventually once the jv squad gets to a certain size i'm probably going to just start exclusively doing everything except for just main announcements um in the squad eventually but right now i don't think the squad is big enough yet that makes so. sense. That makes sense. Can't be mad at that at yeah. all. You want supporters and love around you? You cannot be upset about that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and, and I need it because otherwise I'm just going to get depressed. And if I get depressed, I can't, I can't do anything. We're not going to do that. We're going to send you love all the time. Yeah. Just randomly, I'm going to go in your yeah, DM yeah. and just send hearts. Just randomly. Just There you go. That's <laughs> all you got to do. I'll post it to the JV squad. One of the two. There we go. So, uh, do you have any advice for any budding musicians, older, younger, whatever? Any advice you can give them to want to get into this music industry? Um, I'd say create your own world around you. Um, don't worry about the real world. The real world, the real world operates on broken rules. So, don't worry about the real world. Create your own world and find people who want to be in that world with you and focus on that and just beware of social media. It it can get really dangerous like to your psyche. Just beware of that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like I said, around yourself with loving people and supportive people, that definitely helps for sure. So is there yes. anything else you want to have people know to follow you? Tell the people to follow you and how to link up with you and everything. Follow me on Facebook. I, I do announce my tour updates, like any important pertinent public information I post regularly on my Facebook page. If you want to be a little bit closer or a little bit more in the inner circle, then join the JV squad on Facebook. That's a good way to do. And I also post regularly my big public announcements to Instagram. And sometimes I go live on Instagram. So Instagram and Facebook are really, really good. But if you really don't want to miss a beat, ever I would say <laughs> newsletter and JV squad that's that's when you don't like you know you find out three months ago that that I came to town you're like yeah no, that won't happen <laughs> if you're in the JV squad or if you're on the newsletter that is awesome well Jackie I want to thank you so much for joining us on uh between frets today everyone join the JV squad follow her on Instagram Facebook her new album joy comes out April 5th next Friday buy that and then stream it she'll be coming in a city near you on the tour for that album please go out and see her you will not definitely not be disappointed and again Jackie I thank you so much for joining us today okay thanks so much for having me it's been a really great time thank you and this is the Cole Rose with the Brett sisters and until next time good people later <laughs>